hello and welcome to From Inside the Hive with me, Jane Galloway from Quiet the Hive. Today, uh, it's a podcast of two halves. So I take you for a walk in the beginning and then I bring you back home afterwards. And we're talking all about edges. How to keep your edges when all around you might be asking you to soften them slightly. Let's dive into the conversation. And as always, let me know what you think. I'm always interested to hear your perspective on these conversations. Hello. I hope you can hear the birds around me. I am out for a walk just to get a breath of fresh air. Um, This podcast will be a recording in two parts. Um, One at the countryside with green finches and robins. I am reliably reformed. I wouldn't say I'm reformed exactly. Uh, (laughs) Informed by my bird song identification app, which I'm loving. Um, Maybe that's the one I should drop in my newsletter this month. For those of you who do get my newsletter, you'll know I like to make some recommendations of little things that make me happy over the the previous month and um yeah my bird identification app is definitely one of them anyway that's not what i wanted to talk to you today about i wanted to talk to you a bit about sharp edges hmm curious you may be thinking there's something recently that seems to be a theme running through a few things that i hear or talk about or i'm reading about um and actually brought into real sharp focus by a line um, in a play I went to see recently. Noel Coward wrote a wonderful play called Private Lives and I was lucky enough to see Nigel Havers and Patricia Hodge perform um, in my local theatre last week. And it was just sublime. It was really wonderful. Patricia Hodge's character talks about having had her heart broken um but she says it wasn't a girlish heart it was jagged with sophistication which i just thought was such a beautiful line it really stood out for me and it kind of began to draw my noticing towards the amount of times recently i've been talking about sharp edges and about not rounding them out so that's what i wanted to talk about today. I ran my latest um, session of the Amazing Women Leaders programme with my fantastic cohort um, on Monday and we were talking about communication. One of the things we were discussing is the way that women frequently use hedges and uh, apologies or words that sort of make our, our what we're trying to say, diminutive, so it makes it smaller. We have a double bind as women, professional women, that um, research has shown we can be perceived either as competent or as likeable, but not as both. And actually, I think a lot of women try and have influence at work by using things like hedges. So talking about, oh, if I could just or I'm so sorry to disturb you, or I'm sure you've already thought of this, but this sort of apologetic tone of, oh, I'm not really here, 
and I've got a tiny point. Someone else would have thought about it, but I'm going to throw it in. And the way we apologise for ourselves when we talk and our ideas. Um, and I, I have written about this before. So there is a, uh, a blog about communicating powerfully, which I will put the link to, which explores this a, a bit more in depth. But there is something about the way we soften our edges, the way we soften ourselves to please others. And actually, Danielle Laporte said it really well when she talked about the fact that we will be too much of something for so many people, too loud, too quiet, too brash, too bold, too unassuming, too pushy. But actually, if we soften out our edges, our edges are what make us who we are, often jagged with sophistication. And I really like that idea, that idea that if you soften your edges, you lose some of your power, some of your, some of your you, some of the thing that makes you uniquely who you are and the specialness of who you are. Now, I can see that bird. That is a great tip. There we go. I am learning my birds living in the country. He's very loud right next to me. Uh, he's not softening out his edges. He is calling out because that is his duty. And that was something else that came up for me recently when we were running the Awesome Women's Retreat. Um, the great Lorna Reeves uh, and a director, owner of My and My Events talked about something being your duty so that if you are feeling nervous or shy or worried, letting your inner critic get in the way of doing something, turn it around so that instead of saying, I'm doing this because I want to do this, turn it around and say, it's, it's my duty to do this. I owe this to the world. I owe it to the world to put out this incredible gift that I have. Um, that's an aside. That's not about rounding out your edges or ignoring your sharp bits, but I thought it was a good one. Anyway. So softening out your edges is not a great thing. Your edges are the person you are. It's what makes you who you are. It's what makes you different from other people. And we are never, ever going to be enough or... How to say? We're not going to be liked by everyone, are we? Let's face it. We're not going to be everyone's cup of tea. That's the phrase I'm looking for. Um, so what's the point in changing to fit when actually there will always be people who don't really gel with you, whose cup of tea you aren't? So let's think a bit more about how we hold on to those jagged edges and sharpen them up a bit. I'm going to leave you here for a minute while I cross the road because it's busy, busy out there. Hello. It's a bit quieter now. No birds. I'm back at home. And cross the road safely. You'll be pleased to hear. I was thinking as I was crossing the road about the other bit about edges. So we've got the um, that jagged with sophistication quote, the edges where actually we grow them through our experiences, through our heartbreaks, through our failures, through our failings, through the things that we learn as we step out into the big wide world. We've also got um, the quote from Danielle Laporte about not losing your edge, because actually when you round out your edges, you lose your edge. 
um, and you step away from who you become, who you're meant to be, the person who is ultimately you. You are your USP. No one else has your genetic makeup, your combination of traits, your experiences of the world, your perception, your ideas, your creative thought train, the way your mind works and the way you articulate yourself is you. People's experience of you is different to their experience of anyone else. So keep your edge. And then the other edge bit that I've been thinking about as well is about being on the edge of something. So that sort of precipice, that that feeling of knowing that something's going to happen, but maybe not really being sure what that something is. Sometimes when we're on the edge of something, we we stop ourselves, we get so far and we feel the fear and develop a bit of terror about it and we step back from that edge. But sometimes it's being on the edge of something, it's stepping into it, that's the scariest bit. It's the making that step. Um, I I bungee jumped, believe it or not. Um, when I was 18, I was really fortunate, really, really, really fortunate actually. Um, and the older my kids get, the closer to my kids get to being 18, the more I think, oh my God, my parents were amazing. I think that anyway, but particularly about this. So when I was 18, I flew to Australia on my own. I went away and traveled for about 10 months on my own. And um, that's extraordinary that that my parents let me. And I remember my mum saying that she was never worried about it until someone said to her, gosh, aren't you brave? And then she started worrying slightly. And one of the things that she did say to me uh, was, if you go bungee jumping, because she knew this is something I wanted to do and I was lucky enough to be going to New Zealand and that was one of the experiences I want to have there was to go to the, the home of bungee jumping. And she said, if you do it, don't tell me. So the day I did it, I rang her because I was thinking, this is okay, I can tell her I've done it now. I'm okay, I'm alive, I've survived, it's incredible. So I I rang them using my BT calling card. Um, Anyone else who was travelling at the time might remember that. This was pre-emails being a common thing. You know, if I wanted to get in touch, I either had to use my BT calling card or write letters. And um, yeah, one day I will go through those letters because my mum kept them all. Um, so I rang her and I said, I, I've bungee jumped, I've done that thing. And uh, she handed the phone straight to my dad and refused to speak to me for the rest of the call, pretty much. She was furious, um, I guess, because of the, the risk she thought I was putting myself at. Anyway, all of that comes around to saying that when I was standing on the ledge, so they they bind your ankles, it's all very cushioned. They weigh you to make sure that the um, elastic is is correct and all of that technical stuff, which you can tell I I was too nervous to be taking paying close attention to. Um, but they walk you to the the edge of this uh, platform, and the man who was with me was just so lovely, and he obviously had done this thousands of times before with people. And I walked to the edge and I couldn't jump. He counted down, three, two, one, and my legs were stuck. My my feet were stuck in their place. They would not take that step forward. I knew I wanted to do this. I knew it was safe, but every fibre of my being was screaming, do not step off the edge, because it, it 
goes against your natural instinct. I was putting myself at risk. I was doing something outrageously risky and potentially life-threatening and my body would not let me do it. Your inner critic is a bit like that when you are on the edge of something. When you are on the edge of making something incredible happening or making a choice that could unlock something extraordinary for you. That is quite often when we hear the little voice in our head saying, don't do not do it. And she's really, really clever because she will think of all the ways she can stop you from doing it. She will play on your fears and your limitations and your own personal insecurity. She will tell you, this is the point where she comes out and says, don't do that, you'll look stupid. You'll make a mistake. You're not good enough. You're not qualified enough. You're not well-known enough. You're not sensible enough. You're not pretty enough. You're not skinny enough. You're not brilliant enough to do this thing. All of your little personal insecurities, she will play on those because like my feet sticking to that platform, she does not want you to make a risk. She does not want you to do something that could put you at danger, at danger of public humiliation or in danger of failing. Failing? Failing. You know what I mean. Why isn't my mouth working properly? It's all the fear. It's coming back to the fear and the feeling of my feet being glued to that ledge. I did jump. I regrouped. And the man I was with who was helping me, who reminded me of Errol Brown from Hot Chocolate, who was just lovely. Um, he was soothing and calming and regrouped me. And the next time he counted down, I went and it was exhilarating. And as soon as the boat picked me up, so I jumped uh, um, from a bridge over a ravine with a river underneath. And as soon as the boat picked me up, I wanted to go again. And if I hadn't have been an impoverished uh, backpacker at that point who saved her pennies to do this experience once, I would have. I would have been back up there because the exhilaration of taking that step, of making the leap, of stepping off the edge of that platform and into an unknown that I knew would be equal parts terrifying and exhilarating was just the most liberating feeling. And so I guess what I want to share with you are some points to mull over during the next week between now and when we meet again on the next episode of the podcast. Where are you softening your edges? Where are you filing away the things that make you you in order to fit in. If you're having to soften your edges to fit in, is it the right place for you? It's exhausting having to be two different people, to have a public and a person, personal persona, private persona, to pretend you're one thing at work and pretend you're something else at home or be the something else at home is exhausting. So when you get that, spiritual nail file and start rounding out your edges, start trying to be the person who you need to be to fit in, you know that that sense of comfort and belonging and that sense of working with what is you won't won't be there. 
And I know I'm aware that I've said comfort and I talk about stepping out of your comfort zone and how that's where growth takes place. But actually you have to be a comfortable, authentic version of you, I was gonna say, but it's you, isn't it? It's you as the whole person. And when you are able to be your whole person, spiky, jagged edges born of heartbreak and experience and everything, then that's you being the person you are, the person you are supposed to be, the person who embraces the fact that actually, sometimes we are spiky. Sometimes there are parts of us that people may find don't suit them. And this isn't about being spiky as in being mean or unkind or acerbic. It's about knowing that we can't be a jack of all trades or a jill of all trades. We can't become well-rounded individuals and deny the jagged edges that we have, the jagged edges of our heart, of our mind, of our ambition. So think about which edges you're rounding out. And for those of you who feel like they're on the edge of something, just stick a toe in the water. If that's all you do, just move slightly towards the edge, peer over, lean into it. Because before you know it, you'll lean just that little bit further and that little bit further. And suddenly, someone like the lovely man standing next to me on that platform, you'll realize you have that person alongside of you that part of you, that wise you, that inner mentor, who will be able to quiet the inner critic for just a moment to allow you to step off that edge and experience the exhilaration. So go find your edge this week. That is my challenge to you. And I will see you next week. Until then, have a good one. If you enjoyed this podcast from Inside the Hive by Quiet the Hive, then please leave us a five-star rating or drop us any comments in the box below. We'd love to hear your thoughts. Any comments or ratings you give us all help other people who would benefit from the content to find us. Thanks so much.